It's 4 o'clock on a Monday. You know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. <laughs> and we've got a virgin guest on today's show. <laughs> this is Mr. Joe Longo from Banzoogle. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Oh, the applause. I love it. Yep, they're very enthusiastic. Um, Joe is the Learning and Development Coordinator at Banzoogle, and as many of you know, we have had a very long love affair with Banzoogle. Um, not only do they make a great product, but their customer service is like taxi's customer service. Like, you can talk to a real person who will actually solve your problems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what a concept. Um, I know. I wish a certain airline that begins with the letter U had that attitude because I spent hours trying to iron out a problem with them yesterday and not so much luck. Let me get the chat room open and see if everybody's in there. There they are. Hello, everybody. So, um, as I said in the email that went out to everybody, I personally get frustrated, uh, really frustrated when somebody, I hear somebody's music and I want to go check them out online and they've got an Instagram, maybe a Facebook, less and less of those are, are visible these days. Um, but it's like some of my information is here, some of it's there, some of it's over here, and it's all kind of ephemeral. It's there for a minute, you hear about a gig they're doing Thursday night at Rusty's Rib Ranch, and then it's gone. And they don't have one central place where their entire world and career is visible. So right. I've long been a proponent of a website, and I've got to tell you that time and time and time again, when I check out taxi members that do have a website, they've built them with Banzoogle, and they look really good. And uh, so I reached out to our friends at Banzoogle and said, hey, let's, let's do a show early in 2024. So here we are, and this is Joe's first time on Taxi TV. Yes. So uh, so excited to be here. Yeah, I'll be gentle with him. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> no, I'm and, you could ask ask the tough questions go right ahead i'm here for it yeah so um anyway uh we have a video that we're gonna play that's like a 35 there we go john pearson love my banzoogle websites um i gotta tell you jp yours was one of the ones that i was looking at not long ago and i went that looks really good and sure enough banzoogle so there it is um you know People come up with all these excuses, Joe. Maybe you hear them. Maybe yeah. I hear them because I'm a third party and they're not talking directly to you. But it's like, I don't have the time to build it. Well, I've got to tell you, um, I have a secret little project on the side and we use Banzoogle to build the website. Remarkably easy and it looks re remarkably good and everything we needed was there. By the way, I don't make a penny. I am not, I don't commission this. Nobody from Banzoogle, I might get a thank you or maybe a coffee mug in the mail. Investment. I'm not getting anything. This is just because we love Banzoogle because they care about you guys like we do. Um, okay, so yeah, it's just everybody should know why you need one and forget the excuses. There really isn't any excuse. They're easy to build. They're cost effective, and no matter what your career is, whether it's you want to do film and TV, or you want to play gigs, or you want to get a record deal, or you're a songwriter, you need a central place. And personally, this is just my opinion, being a marketing fanatic who's read 800 marketing books in my lifetime, 
<laughs> our best marketing channel at Taxi is our email list. And we right. built that email list through our website because exactly. you want to control that list of people that you talk to. So, um, what... email lists are still so relevant too. And I, there's a lot of people out there who think that social media has taken over that aspect of marketing as well, and that email lists aren't are passe, but they are really not. I've seen so many members. I mean, right now we have well over seventy thousand members at Bansugle. And I've, I was working on the tech support team when I first started, I was managing the support team for a while. So, and now in my current role, I speak to our members all the time. So I've been talking directly with musicians that use Banzoogle for 12 years now through Banzoogle wow. and people that use our websites for marketing. And I can tell you that people are successful marketing with their mailing list tools still to this day, even more maybe than they were a couple of years ago. I think the pandemic really brought that back in force, people using their mailing list to reach their to reach their audience members. And you can use it for anything, which is fantastic. I mean, people think, well, I'm just, why would people want my news updates? It's not just news updates. You can market your upcoming gigs, live streams, live streams that are behind paywalls. If you want to use that as a kind of, uh, you know, as a revenue stream, if you do want to raise funds at any point, if you want to go in that direction, people use it for that as well. There's so many different ways that we could get into that people use their mailing list. So important. You know, we've run the same exact promotion on Facebook, Instagram, and to our email list. The same exact text, the same discount, the same everything. Yeah. We got zero from social media and close to 100 from our email list. What does that tell you? You know, I... <laughs> There's so much and you kind of, you know, the intro that you had for this talk today kind of touched on that really well, I think, which is that there's so many distractions on the social media. And when people see something, if they see a paid sponsored post on Instagram, let's say that you put five dollars in to promote an upcoming album release or a show that you have in a certain area and to get this little Instagram post into people's feeds, they're scrolling, they're scrolling, they're scrolling. They might see it really quickly. And even if they're following on Instagram, if they see the sponsored post, you're competing with so much other stimulus on there for people's attention absolutely it's, and it, you're just you're not going to win you might but you're not going to win as much as you would and through email or by getting people to your website and, and they'll see it and they'll go oh yeah i should go to joe's gig on friday at rusty's rib ranch um and, and they keep scrolling and look at other stuff it's gone right. it's there it's in that gone. moment exactly. and then it's gone Whereas if yep. they get an email, they can save it in their box. They can highlight it, star it, whatever you call it. And uh, That's right. they can forward it to be, you know, I, it's not that social media has no value. It's got a different kind of value. You can't live without it. But no. if you really want to connect with people, having a website, sending email, being able to invite them, hey, we're working on a new song. And honestly, we don't know if it should have a bridge or not. So we're doing a live collab session Wednesday at 7 p.m. Why don't you guys join us? Um, yeah, you can put that out on social media. Only the people that are there at two minutes to seven are going to show up. Whereas if they got an email about it, you know, and you make it something that's central to the home page of your website. And, and I'm sure that the, the video is going to cover a lot of this, but Joe's going to stay on with us for probably 45, 50 minutes after the video plays and answer any questions you've got. And Banzoogle is nice enough that they're going to give somebody a one-year package where they get the website, the hosting. Am I correct about that? So yep. ba basically everything but the Ferrari. Yep. <laughs> yeah, website hosting, one free domain name, everything included. And that's of the pro plan too. So on our pro plan, you have access to all the advanced e-commerce features. You get the whole package. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, so stick around, guys, um, because we'll be picking a winner for that after this video plays. Um, Anything else that you want to touch on before I roll the video? You know what? I think the video is on all these things, so I won't uh, bore people too much for now, but... I, the big thing to stress, just to summarize what you were just saying, Michael, is that, you know, I think you need everything. Uh, I don't want to say that social media is not important because obviously it's so important, but you need the website as well. I, I tell, why not just do it all? Why not have a Facebook page that you update regularly, an Instagram page that you update regularly? TikTok is very successful for musicians these days. Have that. Absolutely. But have the website as well as, as your central hub. Where should TikTok be sending them? To the central hub. Because somebody exactly. might hear yeah. your 30-second song clip on TikTok and go, wow, that's really cool. Love that. Yeah. And they want to find out more about you. And it's problematic. And it's, again, ephemeral. Here one minute, gone the next. So That's right. I could sit here literally all day long and come up with reasons. And yeah. um, like I said in the email, it's a guy. I was impressed with my own writing. Let's let's call it what it is. I wrote, it's a gargantuan fire hose of distractions. And it is. Let's call call it what it is. Hang on, I got to mute my phone because somebody just sent me a little love letter. Nope. <laughs> I know you're new in town and you don't have plans for dinner tonight, but sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> All of a sudden, I started getting those, like, literally, hey. Yeah, it's like they go away for six months and they come back. How do they know? All right. Seems so, <laughs> yeah. uh, let us watch this video and here we go. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming to today's webinar titled How to Make a Website for Your Music. We're going to cover all the basics on what is Banzoogle, how to use Banzoogle, and how to build a band website, a fantastic music website for yourself and your band, or if you're an independent artist, a singer, songwriter for yourself on your own. My name is Joe. I'm the Learning and Development Coordinator here at Banzoogle. I run these webinars. Um, I've given this one many times. It's one of my favorites, so I'm always really excited. We cover some really good, fun information that gives you a good background and a good solid base to work on if you're starting off and just building your site. All right, how to build a professional website for your music. So before we get started to this, let's go a little bit over what is Banzoogle. Uh, but Banzoogle is a direct-to-fan platform and a website builder. So musicians can easily build a website and sell their music completely commission-free. This is something that you're going to see come up multiple times in this talk. Um, in our over 20 years of existence, Banzoogle has always been for musicians. Our slogan is to be for musicians by musicians. Everybody who works at Banzoogle um, is or once was a musician themselves. And so everything that we do is really to help support the independent musician. And a big part of that is taking zero commission off any money generated through your website, which in this industry is kind of unheard of. So you keep all of your money uh, for any sales for music downloads or merch that you make through your website or even if it's through crowdfunding if you use our fan subscription feature which is kind of like patreon to collect recurring money every month from your fans that's completely commission free to you so founded in 2003 so as i mentioned just over 20 years old we celebrated are celebrating our 20th anniversary uh this year <clears throat> and currently we power well over 60,000 websites for musicians around the world that number is climbing constantly in fact, I believe now it's in the 70s, but a huge amount of independent musicians that Ben Ziegel helps support right across the world. 
Some of the features that we offer on Benzigal websites, you get a free domain name and web hosting with any of our plans. Again, commission-free music and merch sales. We have an integration with a company called Printful that is a print-on-demand merch fulfillment service. Uh, if you're curious about that, I definitely recommend looking into what is Printful. And you can even, there, we have help articles on Printful as well that you can access while on a free trial if you click on your help tab in your account. And what Printful does is it allows you to sell any kind of merchandise with your own colors and branding on it through your website. There's no upfront money required. They make everything when you get an order, they ship it, they take care of everything and you get your cut of the sales. So it's kind of like no upfront cost. Whereas it used to be, if you wanted to sell t-shirts, you'd have to go shop around, find a t-shirt printer in your area. And then there'd be a minimum order of maybe like 200 t-shirts. You'd have to drop a couple hundred bucks, get boxes of t-shirts and then hope you sell enough to break even if, you know, maybe make a profit. Whereas this way, um, you know, you're just going to, whatever you sell, you're going to get a cut of it and there's no upfront cost. So profit is kind of guaranteed in that sense. Gig calendar and ticket sales. So we offer that ability to add those to your website. Ticket sales is one of my favorite features that we have. You can sell e-tickets to any event that you create through your website. We have mailing list tools built in. So no need to use a third party like MailChimp or Aweber, for example. You can go right into using our mailing list tools that are built in and available right there in your account. Tip jar and crowdfunding tools. So people can leave you a tip to help support. And like I mentioned, the fan subscriptions, they can pay you every month as a recurring payment in exchange for exclusive content. And that is what fan subscriptions are, that last point there. Currently, um, well over, this number is well over 100 million in commission-free sales made through Benzigal websites. We currently offer over 100 beautiful mobile-ready themes that are there for you to choose from. You can switch your theme at any time without affecting your content. So you can go in there and choose a new theme if ever you want to freshen up the look of your site. It's really quick to do, really easy to do, and the themes are really customizable. Once you're poking around, even if you're just in the free trial, looking around at the theme, the edit theme tab and the customization options there, and it's pretty incredible the amount of control that you have over customizing the different colors, the fonts, the font colors, the section colors, button colors, so on and so forth, the size of your header image, the placement of your site title or logo. There's a lot that goes into customizing every theme and it's very, very intuitive. No experience required to use. You don't need to know any coding or anything like that. It's really, you know, they always say, or I like to say at least, I've heard this used before, but I applied to Ben Ziggles. If you can attach an image to an email, you can use Ben Ziggles. It's as simple as that. It's just clicking around and giving it a little bit of time to figure out where, you know, understand where everything is and understand what does what just takes a little bit of uh, experimenting and scrolling through the different customization options, but they're all very straightforward and easy to use with no experience required. This is a little screenshot showing the point and click editor I was just talking about. So you have color pickers like this one here where you can choose from a color wheel to customize your font colors, to customize section colors, menu background colors. And also if you are, if you do have a set branding already in colors that you've already decided upon for your for your brand, you can paste in a hex code here too, of course, to get that exact color that you're looking for. We have what are called preset pages. So what preset pages do is they let you create a page really, really quickly, and the page comes complete with suggested content. So it doesn't fill in the content for you. It's not going to create a man, you know, a, a bio for you and your band automatically. It's not an AI tool in that sense, but what it'll do is it'll place our features on the page to give you a suggested content layout. So let's say you say, I wanna create a bio page and about page for myself. You can choose the about page preset page type, 
and it'll recommend, okay, we'll put some text here, put a picture here, maybe put a photo gallery beneath it, put a music streaming player, maybe put one of your tracks there. So it'll give you a suggested content layout for your page. So it does the sort of framework for you. And then you can just click on each one to upload your custom content, your, you know, add your custom pictures, copy and paste in your text or type in your text, and you're good to go. So it, it removes the uh, the challenge that some people have when it comes to, you know, they say with uh, with authors, with writers, you know, there's the blank page effect where you're staring at the blank page and just overcoming that blank page and putting down the first couple of sentences is the toughest thing for an author to get over. And it's kind of the same thing with design right at any level. So if you're putting together a website and you're just staring at a blank page for your about page, you're like, oh boy, I've never done this before. What do I, where do I put the text? Where do I put the images? What's going to look the nicest? What's going to be the best, most efficient layout? This takes away that question for you and it just makes it a lot quicker and it organized. And of course you can customize it from there, but it gives you a base suggested layout to work with. And we have a whole different type, uh, sorry, a whole different list of uh, different page types that you can choose from. So it's not just the about page, like I said in my example there. You, every kind of page you could possibly need for your bad website, there's a page template as we call it, or a page type for it that'll give you that suggested content layout. It makes it a lot easier and quicker. So you can connect to any of your external streaming services or social media platforms using our MySites features. So interconnectivity in that sense is really, really key. Having that sort of seamless transition from, yeah, from social media to your website, but also from your website to any streaming platforms and your social media as well. You want people to be able to navigate kind of seamlessly through wherever they can find you and not have to search too much for what they're looking for. So we offer the ability to do that. We also have very detailed fan data. So you can go in there and find out how many people are visiting your website, how many people are visiting specific pages of your site, how many streams or downloads are you getting on specific tracks, and where are those people coming from? So very, very valuable data. And this will come into play again in a little bit. We'll talk about this again. But valuable data that you don't get from social media profiles. So when we get that question of, you know, why have a website when I can just use social media, this is one of the big advantages. If you want to understand where people are coming from, where your fans are coming from, and what they're doing, what they're interested in, what they're clicking on, where they're spending their time, what they're looking at, um, this is something that is extremely, extremely useful. So here we go. Let's get into that. Four reasons why you would want to drive fans to your website as opposed to a social media profile, for example. Number one would be you own the address. So as opposed to an Instagram profile or as opposed to a Facebook profile, let's say, it's a little slice of the internet that you own and fans will always be able to find you there. Whereas social media profiles, you know, there are some that are, are pretty in place. They're pretty established, right? Like Facebook has been around for quite a long time. So the odds of Facebook going, going away anytime soon probably are low, but there are other plenty of other social media platforms that come and go. Whereas a website, it'll always be there. And it's kind of the one constant in that realm. It's something that people know if they need certain kinds of information, it's it should be a one-stop shop for them to be able to go and get that information from you. And that's still very much the case in music for bands. You own the experience, which is a huge one, right? So when people go to a Instagram profile or a Facebook profile, it's the same. Sure, you customize the images and the posts that are on there, but the look of it is the same. The, the experience is the same. The flow is the same. Everything's in the same place. It's a standard profile that people are viewing. With your website, you completely own that experience. And that's extremely valuable. I would imagine as an artist, 
that was something that was always valuable to me. When you are producing any kind of art, I'm sure as a musician, you're not necessarily a visual artist, but the experience that people have when they land on your website is part of them experiencing your music. It's the same kind of thing as in when you were used to, I might be aging myself, well, vinyls are still a thing, but when you buy a physical album, right, you get home and you open it up, whether it's a CD jewel case or a vinyl or cassette back in the day, even though those are starting to come back now, you open it up, you put it on, you're listening to it, and then you start going through the album artwork, you start looking through the packaging, the pictures that are on there. The visuals are part of the experience of how you're experiencing that music. It's the same thing with your website. It's extremely important. So as people are listening to music, as they're maybe listening to it externally through something like Spotify and they're on your website, or they're using one of the music players on your website and playing and listening, streaming some tracks, and they're looking at the imagery, what they see when they land on your website right away. Do they see a video? Do they see your album artwork? What music is present for them right away? What text do you have there to sort of introduce them to your background, to who you are as an artist? What kind of vibe do you want to create for the music? You completely own and customize the experience which is priceless when it comes to any kind of art. And there's no distractions. Like social media, there's ads, There's they can click away to anything. They can click away to other profiles. They can click, there's a timeline where they have an endless amount of things being shoved at them. So why, how much time are they gonna spend on one profile looking around when there's a million different other distractions? Whereas a website, there are no other distractions and we don't, there's no ads on Van Ziegel websites. So it's just you. And it's just your content, the way you wanna present it. Like I mentioned before, you own the data, so you can come back and find out where people are coming from, how much time they're spending on your site, which is something you don't get in the, to this extent with social media. And you earn more money by selling direct to fan through your website with us because it's commission free than you would by selling through something like Apple Music, for example, exclusively. So let's take a look at who your website's audience is going to be. And it, for you to figure out how to build a website or what you should put on your website, you need to understand who your audience is. This is a big thing because you're building, you're designing your website for the audience. So we have three different categories of people who are going to be viewing your website. There's potential fans, there's current fans, and there's industry and media. Okay, so these are kind of the three categories of people that we put into potential visitors to your website. So let's start off potential fans. Who are potential fans? These are people who have heard about you or have stumbled across you online through a Google search or some other way. So they're not fans of you yet, but they're on your website. So they're there to learn about you. They don't know much or they don't know anything about you. So what kind of content do you want to have on your website for potential fans? Well, you want to let them know what, what's your story. Give them something about you. Put your best song video right up front on your homepage for them to see and listen to. And get them on your mailing list. This is a big thing. You, in general, you don't want people leaving your website if possible without signing up to your mailing list. Because then you can keep in contact. You can build a relationship to them with them and you can market to them which is extremely important. You can let them know when you have an album coming out, when you have a new song coming out. You can let them know when you have an exclusive sale going on in your merch store and t-shirts are 20% off, get them now while they're hot, right? So getting people to sign up to your mailing list is extremely important. And you can give incentives for people to sign up to your mailing list. Through our mailing list feature, you can offer a free download in exchange for people signing up to your mailing list. And that's there in the feature itself. You check a box, select one of your songs that you've already uploaded to your site, and boom, when somebody enters their email and signs up, they'll get a free download. And you can have that you know, front and center there, let people know. You can add the text to the mailing list box really easily. Say, hey, sign up to our mailing list, get a download of our latest single for free. And right away, there's incentive. Hey, why not? Get a free song, I'll sign up. And then they're on your mailing list and you can communicate with them. You can build a relationship with them. Then you have current fans. 
So for people who are already a fan of you and they're coming to your website, what kind of content do we want to offer these people? Well, let them know what's new. Look at your website as a source of information. So for current fans that are coming to your site, what's their incentive to keep coming back to your website more than once? Well, if you have updates there through, let's say, our blog feature, it doesn't necessarily need to be a full-fledged blog where you write out like blog posts, like article style, you know, every couple of days or whatever it is, but you can use our blog feature <clears> just to post news updates, like status updates. You can just say, hey, today off the, you know, off the practice today, meeting up with the bandmates here on our way. You know, we're going to be working on this song and this song. Post a couple of pictures behind the scenes of you all getting to the jam space or starting to sit down and write. And you can do that semi-regularly. And that keeps people coming back to your website for information. Um, yep. So blog posts, photo galleries, you can keep photo galleries updated relatively regularly as well. So you can make sure that... Uh, just like you do when you post a new photo to social media, you can post it to your photo gallery as well. Limited edition products, package deals, and crowdfunding. This is a big one to get fans coming back to your website. You can update your website regularly with limited edition products that are on a limited run. And through our merch fulfillment service, you can do this really easily. You can create new products all the time. Just design a new product, pick a new t-shirt style uh, through their product builder, slap your logo on it with your colors, stylize it however you want and say, hey, look, I'm offering 50 of these t-shirts in a limited run. Get them now for a special price and it's only for sale through your website. And then you can market that through your mailing list. Let everybody know like, hey, check out this cool t-shirt I designed. It's There's only 50. Get them now just to give people incentive like, oh, I should go buy it right now. There's only 50. So things like that are great ways to get current fans to your website. And again, get them on your mailing list. That's always key. <coughs> Excuse me, getting over a cold. And then industry and media. This is the third category of people that are going to be visiting your website. So what kind of information do we want to have for industry and media? Again, latest news activity. That's a constant. What makes you unique and different? So that can be done through the text you use in your bio and also your updates. Uh, always have your best song video up front for industry and media as well. And a press kit. Uh, this presentation won't focus too much on what is a press kit. If you are curious, you can definitely pop over just to Google and put in Banzoogle electronic press kit and you will find a wide array of information. We have YouTube videos, help videos that we've put together, quite a few of them. Some of them you might see my face on. Uh, we have a lot of help articles, kind of blog posts, just talking about what are EPKs, electronic press kits, why do you need one as a musician, and how to make one. So if that's something you're curious about, definitely check it out that way. So now that we have an idea of who could potentially be visiting your website and in general what kind of information you want to have on there, let's take a let's really get into how to get started here. So what kind of content should we need in terms of like the nitty gritty? Like, what do I need? Do I need, how, do I need pictures? What kind of pictures? Do I need text? What, what should I have ready going into building my website? Well, you want a great main image. We call that the header image. It's the first thing that people are gonna see when they land on your website, okay? You need professionally shot photos. So professionally shot photos, that word professional, I, I'd put that in quotations. It used to be that if you wanted really nice pictures, you'd have to either know somebody with a really nice camera who knew how to use it, or you'd have to hire a photographer. These days with smartphones, uh, it's everybody, either you have a smartphone or odds are you know somebody, a friend or family member who has one that can that you can at least borrow or snap a couple of pictures. But what everybody these days, you have the ability to go take some really nice high resolution pictures. So there's really kind of like uh, no excuse to have these sort of like small, old, pixelated, grainy images on your websites. So you want to have some really nice, high-quality photos ready to go. You want to have your music, your videos, 
and also text. So news, a short bio written, but you definitely want to have a little bit of text at least ready to go. When it comes to the main image, the header image, so to speak, something that conveys your sound and works with whatever your branding is for your band. If you don't have anything ready, we have a huge library of stock images. So we, it's got probably hundreds of stock images that you can choose from, music-related stock images. So you could always use a high-resolution, really nice professionally shot stock image until you get yourself some nicer photos. You can find something that's maybe we have. There are some that are really kind of abstract that could apply to a lot of different situations. So you could always find something there if you don't have your own. So you really want a really nice main image. Always use high resolution, nice photos for your header, again, for background images. So within the section of your website, you can upload background images if you want to. You really want those nice photos there too. And also promotional photos. These are things that if you're going out and playing gigs, you want to have some promotional photos available on your website. And these are nice high resolution pictures that people can download for web articles, if they're going to be writing a concert review, if they're going to be talking about you as an artist, or if the venue is going to be making concert posters or just promoting the show on the venue's social media or on their website, they're going to need images of you or your band. So you want to have these promotional photos available on your site as well. Uh, good or bad photos can either, they can create an either really positive image for yourself as a musician, as an artist, or a really negative one. If you have sort of really grainy, old, low quality photos, it kind of doesn't project well for you as an artist it just it projects an image of low quality of low effort and that just sort of gets into people's minds and that translates to how they perceive your music and as you as an artist it sounds like it might be a little bit of a stretch but it's definitely true the whole visual experience to art is a huge part of it massive part and even for music so when you're adding your music there's different types of audio files that we accept so we accept MP3, WAV, or FLAC files, any three of those. MP3s are definitely the standard for, I mean, for 90, you know, mass majority of people who are consuming digital music and streaming and listening to it, an MP3 is more than enough quality-wise. And also the size of the files are relatively small. So if people are storing them on their device or downloading them, it doesn't take up too much space as opposed to a WAV file, for example. WAV files are good for if you're going to be selling, let's say, beats, uh, for sampling, um, or if you want to provide a track to somebody who's going to be mixing it, then WAV files are of a higher quality that's going to be appreciated by them. But for standard streaming, for the average consumer who's going to be listening to something on their phone, on their computer, on headphones, MP3s are more than enough quality-wise. Uh, definitely add your music to multiple places on your site. On the homepage, they say, you know, the homepage is the most viewed page of your site, so you want to have your most important content there. So definitely add your latest tracks to the homepage. You have a separate smart links page. Uh, what is a smart links page? It's something a little separate. I'm sure you've seen these days, everybody has a link in bio, like a link tree. Right? So, you, so if you've used somebody's Instagram profile, for example, there's always like my links are here. And then you click there and it goes to a separate page where they have stacked links where you can find all their social media, all, wherever they are, whatever they want to link to, they put in this little stack that's called smart links. You can add those up to Google as well. So if you have a smart links page that you're going to be linking to from social media, add your music on there. Add an electronic press kit if you do have one. Add your music to there too. Videos. You know, it's it's funny with videos. Videos are actually becoming one of the most standard kind of content, even with things like uh, Instagram. You know, Instagram traditionally, of course, was photos, right? And it's, it actually started off on the app. It was sort of like vintage style photos. Everything would have a filter to make it look like it was taken with a camera from the 60s or 70s. And that was the beginnings of Instagram. It was all about pictures, right? Getting back to photography. Uh, after 
the original TikTok vine had gone down and people were all video obsessed. It's like, let's keep it simple again and go back to photos. Now, even on Instagram, you scroll, you scroll through Instagram, it's all stories that are videos, right? It's all reels that are videos, even for permanent posts. It's not just pictures anymore, people. It's all about videos. So videos become kind of like the standard in content. So you definitely want to have some video content. When it comes to taking videos, it's easier than you think. If you don't have any experience with doing this, again, use a smartphone, prop it up on the table. I tell people this all the time. You can go on Amazon and you can get like an $8 tripod for that fits any smartphones, a little plastic thing, but they're durable. I've got to have one myself that I got on Amazon. I've been using it for four or five years now and it's just fine. And they're not expensive and you can prop it up and you can pop your phone into it and you can film yourself. If you don't have any video content, it doesn't have to be a fancy big budget music video, right? It can just be you with some nice lighting, sitting in front of your favorite plant, playing one of your songs acoustic, or just talking to your fans and giving them an update and posting that into onto your homepage and updating those videos regularly. It's video content is more is expected, I should say, these days, more than any other type of content. And it's probably one of the easiest content to do. Just turn on your phone, turn on the video. Instead of a picture, you know, video picture, you got to like place it perfectly. You got to set up the picture and the lighting good. Video, just turn it on, slap it on. People appreciate you seeing something there and being able to interact with you and hear your voice in that sense. So text, you do want to have some text prepared as mentioned. So, I mean, homepage, have a short version of your bio ready for the homepage. Don't overwhelm people with too much text on the homepage. You can put a much longer bio in an about page and a separate page. Have some information ready about your music about your albums. So if you are posting an album for streaming or for sale, have a little paragraph, a little blurb there that'll let people know that you know the background and the inspiration for the album. And have some news. Get ready to post regularly on your site and update people on what's going on with you. Choose yourself a website template. So templates are all mobile ready, meaning that you have a mobile site automatically for your that goes along with your desktop site. So when you build your desktop website in Banzoogle, if you view it from a phone, um, it's going to automatically update and show the mobile version of your site. So all our themes are mobile friendly. Pick a theme, completely customize it to suit your design and your sound. So you might think, why is a mobile website important? Well, uh, people actually will be visiting your website from a phone now more often than they will be from a computer. If you think about it, people are on their phones all the time. And that's the majority of the time the way people are going to be um, visiting so you want to have a completely seamless mobile experience for your website. You want to make sure that the e-commerce is completely seamless. If somebody adds an album for, to their cart and checks out on their phone or from their computer, you want it to be as simple and as easy and as clear as possible on both, which it is with Benzico websites. It's all taken care of automatically for you. Also, uh, Google tends to heavily punish people who don't have mobile friendly sites in the website coding. So make sure that your search engine optimization, as we call it, is maximized and that your website will show up as high as possible when people search your name or your genre of music or your location. So why are templates important? Why even use a template? Well, there's no coding needed, right? So it's just a point and click system. So everything kind of fits into the template. You don't, it limits the amount of design decisions that you need to make, even though they're fully customizable, um, it just makes your job a lot easier. They're really quick and easy to update. And they're really easy to customize according to your style and your genre of music. 
When it comes to what template you should choose, I mean, it's a matter of taste. So what the templates do, and we'll see an example in a second, is they determine the positioning of your site title, your logo. They determine the positioning of your menu, whether it's a vertical menu or whether it's a horizontal menu. And they determine the size and placement of your main header image when they land on your site. So it's really kind of an aesthetic decision. What kind of look are you feeling for your website? What are you looking for? But also, I mean, what kind of main image are you working with? Do you, do you have a main image that you really want to be the focus? Then maybe choose a template that has a full screen header image that when you land on, it's just one big photo. If you have an image that you want, you don't necessarily need to be the main focus, then you can choose a theme that has a smaller area for the header image where the menu has maybe has a solid background. And so the picture isn't the only thing that they see when they land on it. So there's things like that that can determine what template you wind up choosing. And also, we do have different categories of templates based on your genre of music. So you can choose a specific, you can, uh, when you're choosing a template, there are categories on the left that you can click through. So you can click your genre of music and there'll be suggested templates with pre-built in color combinations for that kind of music. So you can choose one that way as well. When it comes to choosing your colors in general, there's a rule in graphic design to stick to a three color system. Okay, so a primary brand color, something that's gonna be the main color of your brand, a contrasting second color, and a third accent color as we call it. Okay, and the accent color is gonna be a complementary uh, primary or secondary color. Typography, keep your type really, really simple. Okay, you don't wanna get too fancy with the text on your website. Keep it very sort of, we say sans serif fonts. Sans serif fonts mean Fonts where the lettering doesn't have any fancy sort of designs on it, like Times New Roman, for example. Those are called serif fonts. Sans serif fonts, just plain blocky text like Arial, for example, is probably the most popular sans serif fonts. They're easier to read. Your main concern is that you just want your website to be easy to read. That's the big thing. You don't want people to have to struggle to read text. You don't want to get too fancy with the design of the text and the background colors or the text colors. Uh, don't use your text as a design element in the sense that don't try and put flair onto your text to add design to your website by making pink text on a purple background color, for example. All that does is it makes the text harder to read people to strain a little bit more, especially on a phone to read a paragraph of text. Just keep the text easy. In terms of colors, so the font color on a colored background, keep it as close to 100% contrast as possible. 100% contrast means black on white or white on black. So as close to that as you could possibly get with your color scheme, keep it to that. The goal, keep everything easy to read. So for your main menu on your website, okay? So the main menu being the pages uh, that you've that you build, up, build out. So anytime you create a page or remove a page, it's gonna add a menu button or remove a menu button. We say keep it to roughly eight, okay? Eight pages, eight menu buttons. Most band websites don't need any more than this. Have one clear purpose per section. I will talk about that more in a minute. So have a clear purpose for every page of your website and have your simple, page names, menu names. Avoid getting too creative with your page names. You want things to be clear, easy to understand for the visitors to your website so they know what's where, they know what they're clicking on, and they know what they're going to get when they click on it. So let's take a look at an example here of the, when I said the eight different pages, okay? So it says, homepage, about music, shows, 
photos, videos, store, press kit, and contact. The standard sort of eight pages that you can build any music website around. You don't really need to deviate too much from that. This covers most things that any musician or band will possibly need. So if you're looking for inspiration, and when you create your band's Google account, you can sort of uh, choose what kind of content you want to include. So it'll create the pages for you. So you can start off by building these eight, or you can add them later, remove later. But if you really want to have an in-depth, comprehensive site that covers kind of everything that a fan would need or a potential fan would need, this is the max. So if you start to put together a website and like, oh my God, I have 20 pages, you're doing too much. And you want to sort of pull that back a little bit and abbreviate everything. So when you do get the replay of this presentation, of course, you'll be able to replay it, stop and start. Uh, you'll have a good sort of description here of what we recommend putting on every page of the site. I won't go over this too much right now, but you can definitely come back and pause and really, really take time to go through this later on. On the homepage, one thing to mention, include a call to action. And a call to action is a box, and you'll see this here. This is a good example. This is a call to action. So we have a feature called the call to action feature. And when you add that, it'll add a call to action box over your main website image like this. And this is great because like in this example, you see that you can encourage people to join your mailing list. You can encourage people to go to your music page to stream your latest album, to listen to your latest single, to go to your store page, whatever it is that you want to promote. So it grabs people's attention right away and it calls them to take a specific action. So you definitely want to make use of that on your homepage. Here's another example of someone who's using the call to action feature. Again, prompting people to sign up to their mailing list. It's again, something you can come back to and check out a little bit later on, things to include on your about page. Nice example of an about page here. This is somebody using their our image and text feature, which formats a photo right next to some text really beautifully on the page. And you can see they have a really subtle, semi-transparent background image and back there too that gives the page a nice little pop. So things to include on your music page, you can come back and pause on this later if you wanna get a full list and some inspiration of things to add on there. And then an example of somebody's music page here too, which I find to be really, really good here. So they have two different albums for streaming and for sale available there side by side, really kind of visually pleasant pops, things to include on your shows page. A nice example of a shows page. What I like about this example is that you see that they have a live video there as well. This is something that people always like to see. I like to see it whenever I'm landing on a band website and looking into them and I'm looking at their tour dates, especially if you're thinking about maybe buying a concert ticket. If you have a really good live video there that they can stream and watch right there placed for them, it sort of, it gives them an idea of your live show, what the live experience is like, what you sound like live, and it might encourage them to pop in and see you for a show. You get a good list here of what to include on the photos page. A nice example of somebody using our photo gallery feature with the mosaic view here on the, the photo gallery feature, which kind of puts like a little bit of an abstract sizing and layout to all the pictures, which is really cool. That could be a really nice design feature to take advantage of. A good list is here for you and things to include on your videos page. Nice example of our videos page here. So you can you can embed as many videos as you want to, and you can put them in up to a three column layout. Here they did a two by two side by side like that because they had a couple of videos that they wanted to feature. So they blocked them in two by two like this, which looks really good. Nice example of the store page here. Emily Kinney, longtime Ben Siegel member. All her merch laid out there really nicely on her store page. 
and things to include on your contact page and also a press kit page, last but not least. So you can always come back on the replay and pause on any of these slides if you want to access this list of what kind of content to include. And also a list of things to include in your potential electronic press kit if you do want to build one for yourself. But again, if you are interested in building a press kit, I definitely recommend just Googling again, Ben Zugel electronic press kit or look up on YouTube, Ben Zugel electronic press kit. And we have a ton of great content on what is a press kit, how to build one, what to include, so on and so forth. So we've got you covered for that if that's something that you're curious about. An example of someone's nice press kit here. Another example of a really attractive looking press kit built on Banzoogle. General FAQs about Banzoogle. Um, how much does it cost? So there's actually four plans now. This has been updated recently. Three website plans and one separate EPK plan, uh, which is just for building an EPK and not a larger website. Uh, but if you are looking to build a website, which is what this talk was about, there are three plans to choose from, starting at $9.95 per month. And you can lower that by prepaying for a year, which gives you 12 months for the price of 10. So you get kind of like two free months built into that. Does a Benzigo website come with a domain name and hosting? Yes. Every paid Benzigo website comes with a free domain name registration. And website hosting is all built in, so it's not something you need to worry about. Can I use my existing domain name? Yes, you can. Once your website's ready to go, you can point your domain name here if you already own a .com address somewhere else. Can I get an email address that uses my domain name? Absolutely, you can. You can buy email inboxes uh, for a cost of $14.95 a year per inbox, which uh, if you shop around, is pretty on the lower end of standard pricing for this kind of thing. So it's a service that it's kind of like a bonus thing that we added a couple of years ago because people were asking for it and people were using external services for their email. And it's complicated to attach an external email service if your domain is here. So it's we just added it as a base service there so people can add email inboxes for cheap. Will my website show up in Google? Yes, a brand new website may take a bit of time, but all our websites are automatically submitted to all major search engines like Google. And it just takes a couple of like a week or two from when it goes live and then it gets indexed by Google and we'll start showing there. Can I use Banzoogle for my recording studio, music teacher website? Uh, absolutely, Banzoogle can be used for any purpose, really. We have some members that are electricians, plumbers, clothing designers. You can, it's at its base, it's just a really easy to use functional website builder. So it can be used for any purpose, especially something music related like a music teacher or a record label. <laughs> uh, well, that was unbelievably comprehensive and you're really good at doing those apparently I've done a lot. yeah i was gonna say man you must have done hundreds of these um i had a few questions that i wrote down that were popping up in the chat while we were watching so i'm going to ask those and then after i address these you guys uh, in the chat can answer other ones but you know um Carl asked, the first question, I'd like to take this one if I may. Carl um, Wurzbach said, is it good for a composer or songwriters? A couple people were talking about that because I'm not a band. I don't play gigs. Yes, it's really, really good for composers and songwriters for many reasons. Things, I just made a few bullet points. I'm sure that um, there are others. 
Let's say that you reach out to a library and they go, great, I want to listen to a bunch of your music. Well, you could send them to a place that just has a bunch of your music, but then they might have to go somewhere else to check out photos or they might have to go somewhere else to check out your bio, blah, 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 blah. So libraries can check you out. And it's a great place to put up logos of all the places that you've had placements already so that you can get credibility collaborators checking you out. You reach out to John Pearson, say, hey, JP, I'd love to have you collaborate. He wants to know how experienced are you? How far along in your career are you? Well, he can see which places you've had placements at. He can listen to your music. Um, he may see complimentary quotes from other people who have collaborated with you. Um, you could post clips of your music as they appear in TV shows that you can embed from YouTube. Um, let's see. Oh, and uh, you could send out an email. Let's say that you've got your music in six catalogs already and you're getting ready to work on uh, a new catalog and you want to narrow down the genre you're working on. Well, use the email feature and the email list of those libraries you're working with so that it all comes from one central place and the feedback comes back to one central, you know, there are just so many practical reasons. Again, I don't make a penny from recommending these guys. I really don't. I just, I, I love the company because they've got the same kind of heart that we do in dealing with their customers. It's musicians first at Banzoogle, yeah. and I believe that the same is true here. All right, so next question, I'm tossing this one to Joe. Um, does Banzoogle right. have customer support? This is from Riney Bear. Um, yeah, do you guys, customer support if some, yeah. while somebody is building it and after it's up and they have questions? I got to tell you, Ben Ziegel was built on customer support, and that's not just me throwing out a platitude like that to try and sound like we're good at something that we're not. I can mm -hmm. show you photos of the founder, Chris Vinson, and uh, his sister, Stacy, who became the first head of support and still is the CEO of Banzigal, or was the CEO until the purchase from DistroKid is now the general manager of Banzigal, but she's been around since the beginning. And what they would do, how Banzigal made a name for themselves, was they would go around to different conferences, different music conferences, and would hit the ground running, so to speak, and meeting musicians and talking to them face-to-face -face and having a face-to-face -face relationship with musicians. That, And that philosophy carried through. Chris, the founder, started Banzoogle because he wanted to put the power in the hands of musicians to be able to build their own websites. He was working, he was signed, he was in a band called Rubberman, like a alt-rock band in the 90s in Canada, who made, they made a name for themselves and they were signed to Donald K. Donald and um, after the band broke up, Chris kept working for the record label, building websites because he was a coder as well. And he eventually realized like, you know what? The record label's charging bands so much to build websites and manage their websites for them. I'm gonna build a tool for them where they can do it themselves. And they're taking cuts of their money. They're taking cuts of anything sold through the website. And he's like, no, I wanna put that back into the hands of musicians. So that was the philosophy from the beginning. So long story short for customer service, we keep that philosophy now. You're always talking to a real person. You never get a bot. Everybody who's on the customer support team, first and foremost, is a musician or was a musician at some point in their lives. So they can relate. They understand who you are. They understand what you need to do. They understand um, what kind of competencies you might have coming into this, what you might be comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with. And you're talking to a real person and they're happy to chat with you. That's a big thing. We want to chat with you. You can come into live chat and right away, there's no wait times. You're on the line with somebody and you're talking to a musician who is not only technically 
proficient, but also knows a lot about music too and knows the plight of the independent musician, most importantly. So yeah, we definitely do. And we answer emails as well, 24 hours. So if you email us, you're guaranteed to get a response within an hour. So it's very supportive. And if you want help, if you want some handholding along the way, we do free site reviews. So not only will somebody be happy to sit wow. with you and chat and help you, but you get a free site review as well. You can just request it and chat or by email. So somebody will take a look at your website, what you've done so far, and give you feedback and suggestions on how you can improve it based on what you want to do. Let's uh, see if you get that from some of the other companies out there. That's amazing. Um, let's see, the Dan Brothers. Let's see, uh, I'm trying to make sense of my own handwriting here. How hard is it to move from one provider to another? Apparently, they already have a site elsewhere. Yeah. They paid for you know, probably the year-long package. Um, how hard is it to move right. over to you guys? So that's probably one of the biggest things that customer support does at Ben Ziegle is helping people migrate their websites. It's not as hard as you think it might be, but there are some steps involved. But the good thing is that customer support is extremely well trained to walk you through it step by step. So it takes about once you get the instructions, once you talk to somebody and get the four or five steps, it takes about 24 hours to point a website from one place to another, but rebuilding it with Banziggle is another thing. So that's why we have a 30 day free trial. So mm. before you make a move, sign up for a free trial. It doesn't ask for a credit card or anything up front. So don't worry. Like I know there's some scammy website or not scammy, but the the way people do things now is they take your credit card information up front, even if you're starting a free trial. So if you forget to cancel the trial, it bills your credit card. We don't do that. You don't have to enter your credit card information until if you decide that you want to upgrade after the free trial's over. So you just an email, sign up, and you can get right in and build a fully functional website. So you have a month to rebuild your website with Banzoogle. And then if you decide, okay, I want to make the switch, then you can do it. And it takes about 24 hours to point everything over. So once you adjust some settings with your website address, it updates across all networks over about 24 hours and then it's pointing to your new website. So will stuff go page to page, like your homepage lands on the new homepage, but you might have to resize the headline or move a photo around? Um, or does it stick it all in files and then you drag and drop into the pages you want it to go to? So you don't actually migrate content over. That's why so you have to rebuild it with Banzoogle. So depending on who your current website is with, whether let's say Squarespace, Wix, there's a whole bunch of big companies out there that are site builders, or maybe it was custom coded by somebody. Um, so you actually need to upload the files again to Banzoogle gotcha. and build it with one of our templates. It's quick to do, really like uploading uploading music it doesn't take that long once you're comfortable with Banzoogle which takes 10-15 minutes really for somebody to just poke around and get comfortable with it uh, but that's, that's why we give the 30 days free so you can take your time and you can upload your pictures again your painting rebuild your website using one of our nice templates and then when you're ready you can make it live for people to see and replace your old one Something I've noticed uh, over the last couple of years, funny people on my staff used to laugh at me because I love long form um, content for marketing. I believe right. that those people who are interested will go the, through long form content because they're interested. People who are, you know, want to be in and out in 30 seconds, they're not. Um, more and more websites are using a scrollable homepage. Rather than making you go to a menu bar and click this to go there, click that to go there, they will put a lot of the main content on a page because they understand that most people are using a phone and they're doing this. 
probably right. while they're driving. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so they make scroll. Is that something that you guys are seeing as well, that more and more people want a long scrollable homepage because it's being accessed on a phone? Right. So, yeah, we call that a one-page website. So it's exactly what you described. And you can do that really quickly with Banzigal too. So when you set up your free trial, it asks you if you want to make a one-page website or not. And what that is is exactly what you just described, Michael. So it's, yeah, it's it's scrollable. Everything's on one page. Uh, you can actually add menu buttons that just sort of jump down the page to that right. section. So um, instead of going to a different page, and that is very beneficial for mobile sites, you're right. But you can also have a traditional menu. And on a mobile site, there's the standardized, what they call the, they call it a hamburger menu because it's like three lines on top <laughs> of each other, three horrible horizontal lines, and it looks like a hamburger. Right. Uh, and that's kind of, yeah, the standard thing that you see when you go to a mobile site that has a menu, it's in the top right or top left corner, and you tap on that, and it's kind of, they call it the menu drawer opens horizontally. The hamburger menu uh, right there. Right, there you we go. We spare no expense and, on our graphics at Taxi uh, <laughs> Top-notch graphics. And uh, yeah, and then you see all the menu buttons there. So you can have a menu on mobile too, but you're absolutely right that the one-page sites are becoming more and more in fashion for that reason. Yeah. Yep, getting ready to do that with the Taxi homepage. It's about time. Uh, we've now crossed yeah. the Rubicon where at least half of our viewers are doing it on mobile. Um, mm -hmm. Justine wanted to know, can you have more than eight pages? Yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it depends on um, on the plan that you're on, but you can have more than eight on any plan. Even the, the least expensive plan, the light plan, you can have 10 pages. And then it's, uh, I believe, 20 and then unlimited. So the if you've plan. got the long scrolling page as your home page, you mm -hmm. probably might not need as many other pages to go deep as you thought you did right. because so right. much of your critical information is on that home scrolly page. Yay. Um, oh, before uh, I made this note in response to somebody's question, but didn't write, is it good for composers and songwriters? Yeah. I don't know why I did this, but yes, you know what? Use so look, if somebody sees you on social, you want some place for them to click on social to go to so that they can see everything else. Because on social, yeah. they're probably going to see one headline, one short video. It's just one thing, typically. You can also use your website to drive traffic to your social. Um, honestly, um, it, it's all interactive. I had a multi-hour meeting with a young man who I think is like genius level at understanding promoting music online. He gets it between YouTube and various socials and a website. And I was somewhat naive and not understanding how incredibly uh, the cross-pollination between all those things. It's not just, oh boy, I'm releasing my new single and I'm going to put it up on TikTok today and everybody's going to love me. No, they're not. They're not going to know you're there, number one. Um, it's literally, you've got to have TikTok, you've got to have Instagram, you've got to have Facebook. Yeah. You have to have them pointing at each other. You have to have them pointing to your website. You have to have the website pointing out to those things. And after a while, if you monitor them well, you'll see which market segments of your customers, which demographics are reacting to what you're doing on which social platforms. Therefore, right. you can tailor your content to them. Most likely, TikTok is going to be a younger audience <coughs> uh, <laughs> who aren't dying on camera. Um, 
And so those people you might give different content to than you might on Facebook, which might be 35 to 50 or 60 year old people, just because it's got an older crowd on Facebook. So all that stuff matters. If you think it's as simple as I've got a Tic Tac page or I've got Instagram and I posted last week, you're fooling yourself. They call it the music business because it's music and a business, but all these yeah. tools give you the ability to conduct business. You know what? If you went, if you were looking for taxi and we had no website and all we had was Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, um, and maybe let's throw TikTok in there. Where would you go to sign up? Where would yeah. you go to make submissions? Where would you go if you had questions and you wanted to see an FAQ or you yeah. wanted to ask your fellow members about something? You need you want to read about the history of taxi. Yeah, you need a storefront. And in today's yeah. world, you need a virtual storefront. And that's what the website is. In interconnectivity. That's the word that I like to use all the time. And everything needs to be free flowing into each other. You're absolutely right. The biggest thing, I think I touched on it in the video there. I, I give this analogy all the time. So I've, I don't know the average age of anybody who might be watching right now, but I'm of the age that I remember kind of the golden age of physical media when it comes to music. And this, what I'm going to talk about still exists today, but the experience of buying a physical album. So buying, whether it was a vinyl, a cassette, a CD, whatever it is, getting home, you know, taking off the cellophane wrapping, right? Popping it into the music player and listening to it. And then looking at the artwork, oh, looking yeah. at the visuals, right? Looking at the cover, looking at the inserts, you know, the, the jewel case booklet, whatever it might the be. The engineering and production credits. <laughs> right, no, yeah, but it's all part of it, right? Yeah. While you're listening to the music and the visuals go hand in hand with the, with the music that you're listening to. Music is a very, it, it's not only an auditory art form, it's a visual art form as well in that sense. And they go hand in hand. And the beauty of a website, more so than social media, because if you go to an Instagram uh, Instagram profile, they all look the same. Sure, the pictures are different, but the experience on an Instagram profile is exactly the same. Everything's in the same place. It's organized the same way. When you land on a website, it's completely customized. It's a completely customized visual experience that you can match to your music. So when people are listening to your music or when they're reading your bio, they're getting the colors, the colors of your brand, they're getting your visuals, they're getting the experience that you tailor made for them to match you as an artist and to match your sound and to match the vibe. I use this word a lot when I'm talking about this, the vibe that you want to convey, which used to be album artwork that used to be that what that they were staring at while reading about you or listening to your music. It's so important or else you're just ethereal. You're just out there. You're yeah. in the air. And if, if somebody comes across you on TikTok, you talked about long form content before. TikTok is the essence of short form content. It's great for getting discovered, but converting that to somebody who's gonna follow you, converting that to somebody who's gonna be a fan is extremely difficult, extremely, extremely difficult. Especially if you don't have a website, it's impossible. But if you have a website and you can link back to it and then they can read, they can take in the visual aspect of it they can learn about you they can read about you it's key it's mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely key yeah uh, you wouldn't buy a car by looking at a TikTok post about here's an awesome new car nope you're going to want to read the specs all about the car you're going to want to go to the dealership and sit in it and look at the dashboard maybe look under the hood um kick the tires i don't know whatever but there's more to yeah. it than just seeing it static or even a 30 second yep. video of the car on a beautiful windy mountain road at that's the bait 
Uh, okay, a bunch of questions have been rolling in. This is great. A lot yeah. of questions. Um, and good turnout today, guys. Thank you uh, for showing up for this. Yeah, thanks um, for coming. Yeah, they knew that you were going to be so good at doing this. <laughs> uh, let's see. So if you don't have tour dates or fans or don't want to sell music, it still work for just a basic web page or it still work just for a basic web page or two? It'll yeah. still work. Yes. Yeah, um, it's still worth it. Maybe yeah. if that's what you're asking, it's definitely still worth it. Whether and and for what Michael was mentioning before in terms of a mailing list, uh, a mailing list is absolutely key because that lets you reach out to your fans and stay connected to your fans. Whether it is that you're going to be playing a gig locally or what, you can use your mailing list just to send out um, updates on recording an album or updates on writing a song yeah, if, if you're, you're doing film and tv use the use the email to stay in yeah. touch with the companies that you're already doing business with to let them know that right. you're starting a new project that they might be That's interested right. in and, and yeah um yeah. yeah this is not just for people that are going out and playing rusty's rib ranch on thursday night not by a long shot um let's see looking for another question here's one from gloria covington uh, is there anything special you need to do to make sure your website shows up in Google? No. So automatically your website's going to show up in Google. So what we do on our end is we submit all websites to all major search engines. So from the time you go live, it takes about, depending on Google. So Google's kind of, it randomizes this. It's hard to tell. It takes a couple of days sometimes, or it could be right away. They say every four days, Google updates its database. So it depends where you catch them on that cycle when you go live. Right. So it might be pretty soon. It might be after a couple of days, but you'll show up in Google. There are ways to improve where you rank in Google. So it depends on your band name. It depends on your name. If you go by your name as an artist, it depends on your genre. Let's probably eighty percent. Probably eighty percent of the people watching today are doing film and TV music, so I would think okay. in their case, you know, it, it would be josephlongo.com or josephlongocomposer.com yep. because those are yep. the terms somebody's going to search. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I jumped all over you there. No, no, no. That's that's good to know. So let's say your name is let's say your name is Mike Johnson and you live in New York City and you're a composer. If somebody Google's Mike Johnson, New York City composer, odds are there's going to be maybe more than one. So you're going to have some competition there. So there are ways to finesse that to get the right keywords associated with your website. So if somebody puts in your name, what you do, your location into Google that you'll come up as high as possible and you won't be buried on the third or fourth page of results what nobody wants. That's no man's land at that point. You yeah, want if you're not on the first page, page, you're screwed basically. That's right. So that's called search engine optimization. That is a different story. By default, you'll be in Google. And what Google does these days, the good thing is that it used to be that you had to submit keywords. So you had to sort of like type in, I wanna be linked to this word. I wanna be linked to this word. So if somebody puts that into Google, they'll find me. Now Google does what they call crawling a website page. So they automatically look for text on your website and they pull their keywords from there. So depending where the text is placed, if it's in titles, if it's prominent on the website, how many times a word is used, it uses that to determine the priority and then it creates its own keywords. So a lot of that work is done for you, but we do, if that's something you're interested in, 
Uh, we have great guides. All, everything's free. Uh, we have a lot of YouTube videos on search engine optimization that, of course, free. Everything YouTube's free. And we have a great free ebook as well called The Complete SEO Guide for Musicians. Again, SEO being search engine optimization. And it's totally free to access and read. And it walks you through everything you can need to know about making sure that you wind up on that first page as high as possible and the things that you can do on your website. So if that's something you're interested in, I definitely recommend checking that out. Little but, dopey things that you wouldn't even think of, yeah. but like, you know, your headline is called an H1 in SEO terms. Right. Yeah, um, a, right. A, a subhead, you know, it might be, you know, the josephlongocomposer.com webpage. And then the, the first headline would be uh, Joseph Longo composer in New York City or whatever, you know, that's the H1. And that's like the New York Times headline. And then maybe a paragraph or two down, there's a subhead that's a little smaller and a smaller font. That would be an H2. So Google's crawl looks at all that stuff. Photographs. If you have a photograph, it should be tagged. Uh, Joe Longo in the studio working on a new composition. All those things tell the That's bot right. that you are for real, that it gives it a very focused view of what is on this page. So yeah, get get the the guide, the free guide, because it's yeah, important. Little, you're right, little things, like even updating your website regularly. Um, if you don't up, if you haven't updated your website, you haven't touched it for two years, it's gonna deem your website as less active and therefore less important. So it's gonna bump you down in search engine results. So little things, just updating text, maybe having like a newsfeed on your website that you update once a week, once a month, whatever it might be, updating your bio every once in a while to include, you know, some new new things that you've done of note, new compositions that you've, you know, new projects that you've worked on, whatever it might be. Just keeping the content fresh will keep you uh, prioritized with Google. A little things do you, like that. Do you have a multilingual app to make your website in many languages? Uh, we don't have an app per se that would do that. There are ways to build a bilingual website with Banzoogle. We have a lot of members that do that. I will be completely honest with you. I'm not here to push anybody in the wrong direction or lie to anybody. It's not, if you're thinking of something where you click on like a, you know, English, French or English, Spanish, whatever, and just everything's automatically switched over. We don't have anything like that, unfortunately. It's just not as in demand enough uh, for us to have programmed it in at this point. But there are ways around that. There are little workarounds that we have members who have done that. If that's something you're curious about, again, you could chat with somebody on the support team. They can walk you through how to do that. Um, it's a workaround in the sense that it's not as fluid as switching the language and just in a drop down and everything's automatically translated, but there are ways of doing it, for sure. First option is English. Second option is musician. Do you speak musician? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles Wilson says at the road rally uh, that he was handing out business cards with a QR code directing people to his webpage. One of the greatest uses ever. Um, yeah. Scrolling back up because a lot of questions were flying while we were chatting. Um, Holland yeah, Nelson's. Yeah. Isn't that funny how QR codes for years were kind of like, ew, what's that? Uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they gained traction. And within like a six month period, everybody understood how to best use a QR code. Yeah. Again, the pandemic helped with that, right? All like uh, yeah. online menus at restaurants and stuff like that, having to scan a QR code. And, yep. You know. I love the fact that there are QR codes on websites, TV shows now. You see a, a great sweater in a commercial for J. Crew, and there's a QR code. Boom, there you go. What size do you want? That one. Yeah. What color do you want? That one. Send it. <laughs> yeah. 
let's see. Look, uh, is there any? T uh, are there tutorial videos we can watch to help us creating a website with Banzoogle for new users like me? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I do. That's what yep. I do. If you check out our YouTube channel, it's all my face, my voice. I do all the tutorial videos, and there's a ton of them there. Like a uh, full walkthrough, start to finish, building a website, help videos on particular things. Pretty much every little option on the website, like a music player, the store, all the things, they all have walkthrough videos. So if you're not like a help article person and reading isn't your thing, if you're a little bit more visual, like I am, I'm that way. So um, yeah, there's videos for everything on there. Absolutely. Um, MC Lennon's got a question. How does that work with songs being directly on the website? Is it similar to other streaming platforms? I just started distributing songs through CD Baby. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely similar in the sense that um, it's an embedded music player that you can click and stream. You can set a preview time on the track if you want, if you just want people to be able to sort of get a taste for a new album, but not be able to stream the whole thing. And you want if you want to encourage them to purchase it, um, you can set a preview time on the tracks. So it only plays like a little 30-second snippet. But it works the same way. You upload the track. It gets placed on a stylized music player on any page of your website, wherever you want to put it, and they can click and listen to it. And they can also, the, the best part is that if they want, if you want, you can sell it directly too. So you can sell individual tracks, you can sell the whole album or both. And it's all commission free. We take no cut like other platforms do, like That's Apple critical. Music does. Or like, yeah, it's, and it's not, I mean, it, it becomes significant. You might think, well, okay, uh, how much are we talking here? Is it really significant for me that it's commission free? If you're selling a song, an individual song for $2 or $1.50, whatever it is, and your platform's taking, 40 cents from that i mean that adds up over time if you're selling an album for 15 20 or whatever it might be and your platform that you're selling it through is taking five bucks off that i mean that hurts that's significant right as opposed to nothing if you can do it yourself our, our thing has always been direct to fan everything that we design is designed to be direct to fan and we encourage that so much it's important to be everywhere i, I don't tell people just use banzoogle use everything have your music on Spotify, have your music on Banzoogle, have your music on Apple Music, sell it there too. But give people the option to buy directly on your website when they're there and encourage it. So when they do, you get more money than if they buy it through Apple Music or somewhere else. And what are the chances that they're gonna find it on Apple Music? I mean, if you don't have a buzz right. going on and you're not tickling the algorithm, you're buried. Right. Unless somebody goes there and searches you, you're not going to get found. But if they're on your website, right. they could buy it directly. They could go to Apple Music. Here's a funny comment from Martin Frog. Um, <laughs> Mary Spender has a video where she talks about why getting a website matters. She also relays her thoughts on getting a thousand true fans. I'm sorry, but if you're single and you're dating somebody and their last name is Spender, don't marry them. It's going to cost you a fortune. <laughs> That's a red Spender. flag That's right okay. there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, got that one already. Um, I've heard that thousand fan theory before, by the way. That's a thing. Like to be a oh, successful yeah. independent musician financially, dude, you need a thousand active fans. Yeah. You know, here's a really a micro look at that. During the pandemic, I did one of these shows live every day, five days a week. I did a 90 minute taxi TV on Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I did the quarantine happy hour. And usually we'd get, you know, like 60, 70 people showing up for that. We became yeah. a family. These people, and I hope I'm not being too presumptuous here, but a lot of these people would walk through a bed of hot coals for me because 
we all bonded. I, they know I would do it for them. So there is something about having this core audience of people that are really truly your fans and maybe invite them in for songwriting sessions. You know, you and your, and your collaborator are trying to decide, do we keep this bridge or not? Let your true fans decide, then they're going to tell their friends about your song that they helped you make that decision on. So there's a lot of power in true friends and true fans, a lot. Yeah. And this is a big tangent, so I don't want to go down this too much because this is a whole other topic. But I'm famous true, for that. Go ahead. <laughs> with, with true fans, and if you are looking to monetize, not everybody's looking to monetize their fans, so that might turn some people off me saying that. But if you are, if you're looking to make money as an independent composer, musician, whatever it is that you might be, um, there are ways to monetize true fans through the form of what is traditionally Patreon, let's say a service like that. But there's something through Banzoogle that is fan subscriptions that, again, is commission free. We don't take a cut where people can pay you recurring fee monthly like Patreon in exchange for exclusive content and support you. And the exclusive content can just be, you know, behind the scenes vlog videos of you writing your latest track. It can be anything. It can just be, a, you know, you living your day to day life. It can be exclusive music for them to listen to. There's so many things you can get creative with what you offer, but you would be surprised without going too far in this tangent. What I want to say, you'd be surprised much fans people who like you and like your art are willing to support you and even if it's two bucks a month even if it's three bucks a month four bucks a month whatever it might be people who love an artist who's a person for what they do are willing to support them and so if you have a good base of people um, who are willing to give you three bucks a month four bucks a month in exchange for to help you to support you because they like what you do in exchange for a little bit of some goodies some exclusive content every once in a while You'd be surprised. And there's a ton of people on Banzigal who make pretty, a good, you know, maybe not a primary income, but some good, you know, supplementary income that way and help yeah. support their work. Um, yeah. When we did the quarantine, it's funny. People in the chat are going, oh, quarantine happy hour. Yeah. I rewarded <laughs> them by being loyal for being loyal by giving them a link to my OnlyFans page. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would make people never, ever, ever want to visit yeah, Taxi exactly. again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you affiliated with PayPal for the store or do you have your own transaction system? That's a good question. That's a really good question. We are with PayPal and also a company called Stripe, which is similar to PayPal, but a bit more user-friendly, I find. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. I mean, PayPal is the biggest payment processor in the world, so uh, we do use them and they work and their, their fees are good. Uh, I like Stripe because it's a little bit more user-friendly and their customer service is really good. Mm. PayPal's customer service is notoriously kind of crappy. So, um, but Stripe is really good. So you could use either one. You can use both. Um, they, they're kind of, they're similar in terms of transaction fees. But And uh, PayPal yeah, has the pay in four option or whatever it is that, uh, mm. you know, That's right. because the economy, let's talk about gasoline and groceries you know everybody's feeling it uh you're in canada i don't know if you guys are feeling it up there but oh oh yeah yeah we are here i mean it's amazing and uh so we put up the pay and for option and i would say probably 35 percent of the people who join taxi will now split the payments up just to make it a little more affordable yeah. um we're all waiting for that economy to bounce back it's not going to be in a month that's for sure um, let's see if I can find another question. Is it possible for a non-performing songwriter to build a fan base? How could a website help? 
that's really interesting and I, I would say absolutely i for me to answer that or talk about that a little bit more i'd like to know uh, what you write for specifically then i could probably tailor that question uh, the answer a little bit more for you but yeah i would say in general if people are able to access what it is that you're writing and know that it's you see some kind of credit to know that it's you uh the best example of that's probably danny elfman to be completely honest with you now he's a bit more of a public figure than he was 15 20 years ago but right. as a composer um he gained a massive of, of course he was working on big projects but he gained a very very big following just for people who liked his compositions um, so on a, any smaller scale than that, of course, it's possible. If people are able to hear your stuff and see a credit to know it's you, definitely. Collaborations. Uh, so many taxi members have found success by collaborating with other members. We have a fair number of people who might be really good at being top liners, just writing you know, melody and lyric, but they, yeah. they can't run you know, a DAW, um, Logic, uh, whatever their choice is, they're just not that good at it yet. They haven't had enough hours on it. And so they they give up early because they can't express what they want musically because they don't have the engineering and production shops. So those members have found collaborators on the Taxi Forum or wherever. And it's like, hey, I'm really good with Pro Tools, but I suck at writing top line. So the two of them come together. Well, this is a great way when you meet somebody on the Taxi Forum and you want them to hear your music and read your bio, because people want to know. If I'm going to collaborate yeah. with somebody, I want to know that they're a regular guy or gal they're they're not insane that they've got a good work ethic that other people have found them to be good collaborators and a web page is a great place to have all that in one central place and also spotify playlists uh you know one <sighs> yeah this is, this is interesting if you're uh, I'm, again i'm not sure what kind of music you compose but spotify is big just for let's say instrumental compositions people looking for music for specific moods for specific purposes sometimes people will say i'm looking for ambient music to study to and then they'll do a general search on spotify they'll find some random playlists that people made that's a great way sort of like TikTok is a great discovery platform uh, Spotify is an amazing discovery platform like that. So if you're just uh, a non-performing composer, create play create specifically titled playlists for yourself on Spotify, music for specific purposes to create different moods. Yeah, And you'd be surprised how many people can find you there and then direct them from there back to your website to learn more about you and to become a fan at that point. Absolutely. Here's a question from Tim Walker. If you have an embedded playlist, think like disco on your website and you update the playlist, does that count towards your website being updated uh, for SEO purposes? That's a really good yes. question. And it's, yes, it's it does. Question. And yes, it does. Yeah, because the song titles get crawled as well by Google and those get updated onto what's like the page's content. So, yep, it does. For sure. Looking for another question. A lot of that was a great question. I've yeah, never gotten that one before. I've never heard great. that one either. And I think you're probably as jaded as I am when you spend this much time fielding mm -hmm. questions from people over a period of years. You think you've heard every one. That was you a new one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, here's one from David Barube. Do you think that music composers' websites, like Danny Elfman's website, for example, are good references for? creating our own. So uh, the question is, should he emulate uh, Danny Elfman? Uh, 
Yeah, the the marketer in me says if somebody else, I've learned this from Tony, what's his name? Tony Anthony Robbins, Tony yeah. Robbins. Always imitate the people that have been successful doing yeah. what you want to be doing. So that would be my advice. How do you think? Or what For do you sure. think about that, Joe? Yeah. I mean, art is inspiration, right? I mean, in any form of art, if you're a creator in any way, you're inspired by somebody. You're taking inspiration from other people. I mean, that's what art is. People being inspired by other people and recreating, putting their own spin on it, taking it in a new direction, building it on that. So yeah, absolutely. If you're putting something, especially something like a website, that's yeah. a little bit more, that's complex in terms of organizing content. Look for inspiration. Look for websites that you like and use. You're it right because you're not encouraging them to steal somebody else's exact thing. But if you notice that, like Danny Elfman, if he's doing what you'd like to be doing, you want to be Danny Elfman when you grow up. Then how big is his headline? Make your headline that size. Yeah. Where does he have his main graphic image? on the website? Is it left, yeah. center, or right? Um, you know, is there a caption under the graphic? Or what are the links to those things? Don't copy it. Uh, you gave out some advice before. I can't remember if you did it in the video or if you did it live, but picking your font. Yeah, that's in the video, yeah. Is really, really, really critical. And artistic people, which songwriters and musicians tend to be, will pick an artistic font, something that's really goofy and artistic because they think it's cool. It makes it hard to read. Uh, you want to be able to read. As a matter of fact, you know what? I am gonna get up from the camera for a minute and go grab a book that I want you guys to know about. Yeah, no, that's, I'll take over while you're gone there. It's absolutely right. Like I mentioned in the video, the most important thing with the website is you want the text to be legible. You want it to be easy to read. And Don't get too fancy with the text. Don't have like an elaborate cursive font. Comma anything like that All right, make well, text simple easy to read i probably loaned the book out but <laughs> um you would be shocked how important choosing the right font is and just yeah. so you guys know in print a 12 point times new roman by statistical analysis in print is the most readable font on a website, it's typically Helvetica, um, yeah. and that could be in a 12 or a 14 point, or the equivalent thereof on a website. Um, and, and notice things like headlines. You wanna try to not exceed two decks. Um, there's an example <laughs> of a two deck headline. Yeah. So little things like that. And I can't remember the name of the book. Um, and I think I loaned it to Ashmita, who's sitting in the office next to me, but probably not watching uh, the show <coughs> right now because it's not her job to watch the show. But um, yeah, that stuff matters a lot. Don't use those frilly things that look like... Like fonts handwriting or... Yeah, or, or fonts that look like you know, they've got animal horns growing out of them and loop-de-loos. I, I, I am such, when I see somebody and they've got a website where I literally can't read the main thing on the website because the font is so artistic. It's just like, dude, whatever money you spent on this, you just threw it down a toilet because nobody can tell who the hell you are because they can't read your name. Uh, all right, we have about two and a half minutes left, and I think it's time that we give away that awesome one-year package. Um, Joe, tell them what they're going to win. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you're going to win one free year.
the pro plan of Bands Eagle. And the pro plan means unlimited storage and access to all the great advanced kind of e-commerce stuff, if that's something you're interested in. So basically, you have access to every single bell and whistle that Bands Eagle offers and unlimited storage and get one year free, which is a value of $199. US. You, I was going to say US or Canadian because you guys are based in Canada. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, everybody who would like to win this, I want you to type in the letters BZ, code for Banzoogle, um, and try not to enter 20 times and, and tip the scale. Come on. Let's be democratic. One person, <laughs> one vote, starting now. And Liz is going to go up and down the thing with the flying fickle finger of fate and pick a winner, and then she will connect you with Joe so that you can get that awesome package. Yes. By the way, I've never met Joe before, and I'm glad that we had a chance to meet. I've known Dave Cool for, for like yeah. almost since he got the job 20 years ago, and uh, a real pleasure meeting you. And It's been a pleasure, too. I could see why you're part of that company, because you've got that band Zoogle vibe that Dave Cool has, and... <laughs> Hopefully the my staff has. It's, there's a little club of us out there that actually give a damn about musicians and uh, nice to meet other members of the club. Does this apply to current Banzoogle users? So, I uh, yeah, what if somebody's already got it? Do they just get a free year? Um, yeah, we can do that. Okay. For sure. Holly Nelson, since I'm driving in the country, I think I'm slow to get BZ listed. Sorry about that. It's all right, Holland. We got you in there. We saw you. In which country are you driving in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nancy Collell says, Joe's a great guest. I agree. Um, Thank you, Nancy. I've got to say, I, I really love the people that show up for these things. We've become such a little community, and uh, other people just don't get us. <laughs> all right i think that we've gotten everybody uh, one or two more drifting in oklahoma it's like a country all its own it's the nicest state in the united states oklahoma is by the way i've heard. Be, Never been the, the people are so nice there it's like Come, I, I lived in New York City. I grew up in a farm town in Illinois, then lived in New York City, and I've been in L.A. now for 35 years. But I remember in the early 2000s, I went to do some sort of seminar in Oklahoma City. Every single person I met there was like, the, you wanted to like, can I come over for dinner? They were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz, do your thing. Pick us a winner. Gabriel Osuna, you are the big winner. Congratulations. That's Gabriel. <laughs> oh, the crowd had a little glitch in it there. Um, all right, so I will have Liz hook you up with Gabriel. Um, is it okay if she gives him your email address to connect with you? Of course, yeah. All right, your personal Thanks, one and your home address and your home phone yeah, number, yeah. right? Your landline. Phone number, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Joe, thank That's you. <laughs> Oh, maybe we can do an OnlyFans episode. 
<laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for taking the time to do this and sending over Thanks the video. And uh, please give my love to Dave Cool and um, hope to see you come to the road rally. And you've never been to a rally, have you? Our convention? I've never been to a rally. I'd love to come to one though. It, it's a thing. It's like this heard, uh, on a very things, grand yeah. scale, but uh, yeah. a really tight community. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Um, for the next couple of weeks, I am going to be in another time zone on the other side of the world. So I have pre-recorded a whole bunch of taxi TV. So the shows will look just like this. The chat room will be active. Um, and I've got some great guests and some great topics. So please watch. Um, and with that, I bid you a fond farewell. Have a great rest of your week, Joe. Thanks again. Talk to you soon, I hope. Bye-bye.